You are listening to Where is the Music podcast. My name is Alberto and on this program I will talk about music in all its forms. I discuss the creative part, the understanding of music, the role that music has in our culture, our shared life, our psyche, and I will do that with the help of my piano. You can find me on all major podcasting platforms and my work as composer, pianist and teacher at albertoferro.com. This podcast has no sponsor. If you like to support me, click the link to my Patreon page, available in the description. With a contribution as little as few dollars a month, you will significantly help me keep doing what I do. Now, on to this episode of Where is the Music? Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Today I'm going to talk uh, about a topic that is very important for those of us who play an instrument, who perhaps study to perform maybe professionally or maybe just uh, amatorially, but they love to get to the stage where they can share or they practice for sometimes very long time with, uh, with others, with an audience. The, this topic is pressure. Pressure, of course, uh, obviously is what we feel a sense of anxiety that uh, emerges that grows as soon as we approach the moment of performing and as we are performing uh, it takes uh, many shapes and forms uh, it goes ups and down we definitely feel when we are performing something that is happening uh, a little bit outside uh, not just outside, but very far away from our direct control. Uh, this is something that I personally dealt with uh, throughout my career, throughout my life as a musician in different ways. And um, so far, uh, I was able to perhaps uh, break it down into three specific types of, of pressure. And uh, each one is somehow more uh, salient to each of us uh, other times we get uh, all the three at once certainly they are in a way or another intertwined the reason why i'm breaking down in this way is because throughout my years of teaching it has been quite uh, helpful to discuss them in uh, these uh, separate ways so the first one is uh, the pressure for perfection the sense uh, that we aim we strive we have to strive for some sort of perfection and we are all perfectionist at uh, uh, at our instruments and i see the origin of this uh, sense of anxiety uh, as a very positive uh, thing there is a positive impulse uh, out of which this sense of pressure comes from because um, in the end our desire for perfection emerges out our longing for beauty. If you are interested in music, if you are spending your time at their instruments, what you are searching for is uh, to searching to seeking to create something that eventually is uh, communicating something nice, something beautiful, something interesting, fascinating, and uh, uh, evoking something. And so um, the sense the desire to make it perfect has a very uh, energetic 
energetically positive um, origin to me uh, we all at some point of or another acknowledge that uh, this joyful uninterested desire for beauty sometimes becomes uh, an unhealthy necessity um, and I argue that too many musician students suffer in a way or another from a sort of a um, narcissistic framework in which they put themselves in uh, what do I mean um, they kind of see themselves in the way they play in the uh, in the music they create and uh, uh, the moment the music is less than perfect then we are less than perfect we see ourselves as less than perfect narcissistic then clearly uh, is a is a framework by which we can somehow compare ourselves to the uh, the mythological uh, example of uh, Narcissus who uh, was able to fall in love with his own image believing that he was the beauty that he was looking at and um, I must admit I was there too in a sense and uh, I recognize this as, a, as an issue at the same time um, maturity experience and of course uh, knowledge practice uh, curiosity and uh, open-mindedness somehow helped me slowly getting getting out of it and um, but I also recognize this uh, once again as as a one of the most important uh, aspect of our relationship with music uh, to for many of us to be able to somehow uh, use music to discover parts of ourselves, to see our uh, weaknesses and, and perhaps even vulnerabilities and, uh, and uh, shortcomings to, um, to if, if we are somehow transferring uh, our desires to see ourselves as beautiful into music, that at least means that we know what beauty is, uh, we can recognize it, we are sensitive to it, and the music learning music can be a process for um, becoming uh, to to building a better a healthy relationship with our uh, desire of beauty uh, so in, in other words a healthy distance I think needs to be put between us and our creative work uh, yes we must become the music we make we must really practice really hard for for making forgetting things right our art must in a way or another become an extension of ourselves but the finished work is not us is a uh, separate and distant at best it is a snapshot of what we have been for a very brief moment of what we are right now but nothing else the music I think about the music I've recorded in the past and um, I feel it's very imperfect but at the same time it's a perfect image like memento of a period of my life as true as that can ever be true.
music recordings are a tool that uh, I suspect in a sneaky way might have contributed to increasing the sense of pressure for perfection. Uh, think about it, only a hundred years ago there was no radio, TV or any electronic acoustic reproduction device. Uh, the only opportunity to hear music was through real musical instruments performed live. I think about this and I cannot avoid picturing the sense of magic that a music performance would have conveyed to the attending audience of say an orchestra symphony, a chamber music concerto, a church sonata 200 years ago, 300 years ago. Today music is still magnificent, inspiring obviously, uh, better than ever, but we have lost I think part of the sense of awe because music is in the hands of everyone anytime at almost zero cost somehow the fact that is so really literally cheap makes us take it for granted a bit so the sense of magic attached to it that once was experienced because a performance of music was a unique remarkable event uh, every once in a perhaps long time now it's uh, available and I think it has lost this uh, yeah this sense of magic I have no other words to describe it recordings somehow have created instances of uh, perfection the only way to describe it is acoustic artifacts that's what they are a recording whether it's on a CD or or on your streaming platform is becomes an acoustic artifact fixed in time to which we can constantly compare ourselves with. Here it is, for example, the best interpretation of a sonata, and this is the original version of this tune. Uh, perfect, even, even when it's imperfect. For example, I'm thinking of uh, some recordings by the Rolling Stones who were adamant they will not they will not produce their music with uh, with uh, divided tracks they will go all into one room and record including all the mistakes all the little imperfection imprecision and the slightly out of tuning notes or slightly out of tempo uh, hits um, and so they rejected this idea that music must um, be produced uh, perfectly i don't know whether they're still doing it today although i don't even know whether they are still recording new music I I shall say. Um, with time, I must admit, with maturity, uh, my relationship with CDs and recorded music has completely changed. Now I listen to music much less, but uh, with different ex expectations attached to it. Um, on the other hand, every occasion I hear someone playing real instruments, a student or a street performer, I'm naturally drawn to it. I naturally pay attention to it uh, you might ask but if perfection should not be our aim what then shall we just uh, embrace imperfections mediocre playing of course not there is a different type of perfection that is i think healthier to aim at having a sense for beauty to be inspired by um, 
to the point that we would spend hours at the instrument to bring it to existence, then why not aiming instead at the creation of a beautiful moment, a perfectly beautiful moment? Devoting our full commitment to making our playing beautiful as much as possible at any time wouldn't be a better thing to aim at any time you sit at the piano or you in you take your instrument out every time you do you are just longing and trying your best to make it a nice beautiful moment rather than trying to get it right make it beautiful really for yourself and your listeners it might turn out to be rather different each time with the occasional wrong note perhaps or the less convincing passage or choice but it will be more worth your effort it will feel that it doesn't represent the beauty you have in mind possibly the fixed uh, uh, eternal beauty that you're that you're striving for that you are uh, aiming at but then a question is that the beauty you have in mind or the beauty you will like to see yourself represented in like the narcissus mentioned earlier is that beauty you are chasing just an opportunity to share meaning or the ultimate definition of your identity kind of the way you would like to be seen we need to remember that the nature of music is comparable to that art created by Tibetan monks and destroyed right after uh, mandala is called if done well, when it's done well, it just represents one moment and then it disappears. It's beautiful and tragic, but at least it will be true. The second type of pressure is right into it, the pressure of performance. We almost all agree that practice is the solution to the pressure of performance, knowing something well, knowing your piece of music well, as well as you can possibly know it. Being prepared enough should be the um, strongest and most effective recipe against that anxiety and the sense of pressure that we feel while performing. Uh, 
but having said that the anxiety coming from performing in front of others comes from so deep roots that it is tricky to point at individual practice strategies and by individuals is that we all are individuals we have we might have to go through very individual uh, types of practice to deal with that anxiety um, at first i think we need to acknowledge that there are some elements in performance that are and will always be beyond our control this touches on what i was saying earlier about perfection any performance will just be at best a representation of a moment not a representation of ourselves one of the elements beyond our control is obviously the audience who are them what are they thinking and how they are judging me as i'm playing pressure comes from being seen judged criticized and this pressure is not a trivial thing it is something that goes deep but the best artists are the one are the ones who focus more on what they want to share what they want to say than what it is being said or felt about them so uh, in your personal uh, journey with performing as you deal with your individual types of uh, performing anxiety i uh, offer you this thought the idea that uh, sharing should be the substitute for performing think of mm, performing as a way of sharing you are not performing a task you're not demonstrating your skill to be evaluated by strangers nor you are presenting yourself with your performance but you are sharing something that matters to you what it is and how you share it will determine the impact of your performance no doubt but nobody is paying attention to you everyone instead is paying attention to what you're sharing if it matters to them too so choose your message carefully learn to deliver it as clearly as possible still there will be people who don't like it but at least it will be worth it for you and for some so this gives us a complete change of perspective as we as we spend our time at the instrument practicing or refining our playing we need to remember that we are not uh, displaying ourselves we are not presenting ourselves through the beautiful music that we play and we shouldn't be remember we need to put a bit of distance between us and the work that we play but also uh, anything that comes out from our instrument is an opportunity for the listener to find something that matters to them and that something cannot really possibly be you performing but a message uh, an idea uh, an emotion whatever it is that you want to say with the music uh, that's an opportunity that uh, as an opportunity that both you and the listener are participating to so the other element out of our control i think is chance i'm gonna draw an analogy in poker there are systems and strategies that can help 
you let's say get better at it but in the end even the top players in the world sometimes lose and they all agree that all the preparation is there all the preparation in the world won't win against matters of pure chance uh, performing is not gambling of course but there are elements of chance for example the way you will feel whether you are relaxed or tense during a, a performance a passage what if a mistake happens that's a lot of times it's just chance what instruments will i find for example for pianists this is quite important because uh, every time they go to perform somewhere else they have a different instrument and that might change perhaps dramatically the outcome of a performance uh, and a last example would be what if something during the performance distracts me as i play i remember about this i once attended a performance of uh, a pianos, pianist and the lights at some point went completely off pitch dark mm. imagine <laughs> imagine you know what type of um, reaction should one have about it mm. these are all things that uh, uh, just uh, happens and we can't control them so in our practicing dimension then all these elements of chance that we are probably we can get very much aware of them but they translate into plain hope we hope that everything will go right uh, fair enough there is not much else to do it seems but my argument for this is what if you can substitute hope with information? What do I mean by substituting hope with information? What professional poker players do is learning about probabilities, turning them into mind shortcuts, rules of thumb, creating more realistic expectations, developing better attitudes towards unwanted results, etc. In other words, they are minimizing the role of hope and maximizing the impact of information. Coming back to music, in preparing for performing, if you are 
concern that the light will go off, learn to play with your eyes closed. If you think that the noise will distract you, practice your piece with the TV on. These are just extreme examples, but you see where this is going. You don't know what are the probabilities that a difficult passage will turn right. Well, then repeat it until you won't get it wrong. You will still not know whether you will get it right at the performing time, but you will have certainly minimized the probability of mistakes. In other words, turning your hopes into information means getting creative about learning. Don't be afraid to look too deep into your music. Make a point of transforming a nice phrase into a technique, into a set of information that you can uh, repeat at will. you to the third kind of uh, pressure uh, this time is competition obviously thinking about music competition we cannot really detach it from the previous two kinds perfection and performance they are all intertwined mm, let me just say at the very beginning that personally I uh, I can say that only maturity has shaken a bit my own ghosts about uh, competition. Um, let's first realize that not every proficient musician transforms itself himself into an artist. Not every child prodigy becomes an accomplished musician and that not every graduate of art of music or music academy becomes a professional artist. This is important to remind ourselves because even the largest most renowned institutions of art and music have not mastered the key to make someone become an artist. Actually, no one has. There isn't one way. There isn't an accepted way. There isn't an academic way. Art is about individuality. When we like something, like someone playing a beautiful piano piece, we are appreciating that individual event, an event that will never be someone or something else. We will never do that. We will never be able to repeat that, even if we learn to play better than that. What we are appreciating is something distant from us, even when the music touches closely 
deeply our heart if you um, if every piece of art is individual what sense could a scale of value possibly have things like uh, your version is better than mine this is better than that I know that seems obvious but we have to contend with the fact that plenty of people play better than us way better than us we performers live in a constant state of conflict between aiming for betterment of our craft inspired by the higher examples we we come across we listen to and the growing sense of inadequacy that uh, grows larger and larger the more we study those same higher examples of artistry the competition is again like the previous two uh, examples the previous two types of pressure and competition is uh, motivated by a positive search for beauty and improvement but it can crush our confidence that we will ever create anything of value maturity helps once again putting some distance between us and the work we create and i suspect that if not all child prodigies turn into accomplished artists maybe that has something to do with this either they they get crushed by competition by uh, pressuring mounting expectations and uh, at the same time a, a growing sense of inadequacy mixed with the absence of maturity given by the young age uh, i would say maturity for lack of better terms of course maturity considered as a an element of strength towards the self that only comes with age and experience that keeps you at a healthy distance from your work uh, so then is competing of any value it certainly is when its effect has limited or no impact on your self-worth some people are driven by competition losing for them losing will make them want to win even more to the point that competing makes them more focused more in tune better aligned better probably even more expressive these type of people are not many if anything i uh, suggest compete with yourself make sure that every time you leave the piano your piece sounds evidently better from at least one point of view if you have been recommended to spend more time on a particular technique to improve it compete with yesterday's perspective and come up with better ways to practice that technique find more creative ways to solve a problem meaning compete with yourself uh, devote more time to the boring aspects of your practice once again compete with the self that feels bored find finding ways to turn those boring aspects of practice uh, to turn them into fun part of practice identify your weaknesses and focus on them this is an extremely healthy ways of way of competing with yourself or if your piece is finished then play it perfectly five times in a row and 
if it works try 10 times in a row etc etc Thanks for listening. I hope you find this uh, episode useful. Uh, I look forward to our next episode of Where is the Music podcast. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Where is the Music podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, look up for others. I made a few. I publish an episode every week, roughly, investigating each time a different aspect of music the music making, the music listening, the meaning of music and its relevance in our lives. It is very helpful for me if you like, subscribe, follow on your favorite platform where the music is on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TuneIn and Google Podcasts. If you like to support me, you are free to do so through Patreon, link in description. Thank you again, until next time.